0: Today on the Hay Kings Podcast, we're going to talk about the Western Alfalfa Forge Symposium coming up in November. Today I'm joined by Dr. Matt Yost. He is a native of Southern Idaho, where he was raised on a dairy farm, and after completing his PhD, he spent four years doing postdoc research in the Midwest. He has authored numerous journal and extension articles on research dealing with water optimization, nitrogen management, precision agriculture, soil conservation, and and a whole bunch of other stuff, no doubt. And you're one of the principal guys leading the charge on this Forge Symposium. First of all, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: The... Western Alfalfa Forage Symposium is going to be held December 12th to the 14th at the Nugget Casino uh, Resort in Sparks, Nevada. Day one is soil health and fertility workshops. Day two and three will hold the main session topics on economics, irrigation, water storage, forage quality, pest management, and all the usual things that we talk about at forage events. And then is there a tour that goes along with this?
1: This year we're not doing a tour. Oh, okay. just just do the workshop. Um, last time this meeting was held, it was a tour. And I think we, not every other meeting, we try to do the tours. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, and and
0: workshops. So. So I'm just looking through the schedule of events here. You're giving a couple of talks. And I see one here on soil sampling, whole fields, site-specific management, and then we have soil and plant diagnostics, and alfalfa fertility problems, and grass, warm and cool season grass problems. I really like how there's a whole block just dealing with alfalfa grasses, warm season, cool season, and forage. I I, I think that's great. Uh, sorry, and uh, small grain forage.
1: The workshop is in advance of the the conference. We're really trying to to get down to some of the nuts and bolts of how how to manage fertility, how to manage soil health in forages, especially in this breakout session that you just mentioned. We're looking at real life examples and trying to work through um, scenarios of of how producers, how crop advisors can improve fertility and soil health management, hands-on opportunity.
0: You're truly one of the experts in this field. Can you create that distinction between soil fertility and soil health for me? Sure.
1: So soil health is more of a broad term description of, of managing soil so it's healthy. Right. And there there's different generally we we think about soil health in three, three categories: the biological health, the chemical health, and the Uh, physical health of the soil, and the combination of those three, those three broad areas, right? If if you have a healthy soil, it'll have healthy physical, chemical, and biological properties. Uh, Soil fertility falls mainly within that, that chemical, the chemical properties of the soil. So it's a, it's a piece, it's a part of soil health, but there's also the other pieces.
0: Uh, and I'm, I'm digging into this, and I see three alfalfa blocks here, and it looks like you're really addressing all the production regions, too, in, in the U.S. West Coast. I see Intermountain short season, medium season, and uh, and then long season with experts from Wyoming and Utah, and it and, uh, looks like Dan Putnam's coming to speak about that. Of course, one of the longstanding experts of the industry. Uh, And then we get on to phosphorus and potassium uh, discussions and economics around that. I'm actually, yours truly is giving that talk. Excited, thank you. Fantastic uh, research done by Steve Franson at Washington State University. Just a lot of great, really, there's a clear theme here as soil health and uh, soil fertility here on this first workshop, the workshop before the conference starts. I think everybody ought to spend some time and attend this.
1: I agree. I agree. Hey, thank you. No, I think really it will be a an opportunity to do, as I said, more hands-on, hands-on. It's it's a it's a workshop. We we intend not to just have PowerPoint presentations, but spend time doing some demonstrations, some scenarios, some uh, discussions on on how to improve fertilizer management and then the greater soil health
0: management. No, that's great. I think the forage world has a great story to tell in regards to soil health. Uh, There's lots of discussions around tillage and no-till and and, uh, rather direct seed. I I know the folks that are in the direct seed world are really passionate about the things that they're doing. Hay really wins in some of those scenarios because they're longer rotation crops. You're getting less soil disturbance. There's just things that you can do in the hay world
1: yeah, I agree. Well
0: said. Into the main conference, we get into the meat and bones of the economics, dairy trade, water trends. And we see we have Josh Callan with the Hoyt Report. And if you're in the hay industry in the West Coast, you know about the Hoyt, uh, Hoyt Report. Uh, he's speaking. We have uh, Scott Courtright with Courtright Enterprises out of Moses Lake talking about export dynamics. That is a story right now. So, do, I mean, you, you really can't avoid... Mm, do I say train wreck of the hay export industry right now? It's it's not the best market condition for sure. Yes, to be very very interesting. Uh, I see Western dairy situation. I see new markets for alfalfa. I'm I'm interested in that. Looking at uh, oh, and the, of course all the challenges of water management in the West. Uh, I recently got back from Australia. They are water managers to the extreme. The uh, The Murray River that runs through the bulk of eastern Australia is not a big river by any, it's nowhere near, I mean, it's not even as big as the Columbia River or maybe it's more like the Colorado as it approaches the Mexican border. They, they have precious little water and it really made me appreciate the water that we do have and uh, reminds me that we need to spend a lot of time being intentional about being good stewards of that water
1: oh, definitely the last the last couple of years in the west have been just difficult very very devastating the, the mega drought we've stressed the situation more than maybe we've ever done before
0: right in the western United states
1: right And so alfalfa in particular just receiving lots lots of flack for its water use and so uh, the intent here is to, you know, look look for alternatives, but also look for tightening the the management of water on alfalfa to, to become as efficient as we can. And that's, you know, after we have this introduction session, we kind of move into the the next one, which is all about water. Certainly a big issue.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I see that we get into some more forage quality in the afternoon on that second day, or rather the first day of the conference. Uh, Looking at key measures of forage quality, influence of fall dormancy on alfalfa quality, combination of alfalfa and almond holes. Oh, that's interesting for improved forage quality. That must be, that sounds like a California dairy question to me. Uh, Looking at steaming impacts on alfalfa yield loss and forage quality. I really like uh, the steamers are becoming exceptionally popular in the West. Turns out farmers like to sleep at some point.
1: Yeah, this this will be really interesting because we have very little, lots of interest in use, but very little research on steaming impacts. So this Earl Creech will be talking about some research that he's done on the impacts of steaming.
0: And then uh, moving into the second day of the actual conference, I see a little bit broader spectrum of, of talks here looking at wetting agents for soils uh, that, that I... I'm not sure I even know what that is. You're giving that talk.
1: That's mine. Yeah. So it's, uh, wetting agents are used a lot in the turf industry. It's a, a product a surfactant that, that helps improve infiltration reduces the surface tension of the soil, mm-hmm. allows water, water to infiltrate better. Hmm. And there, there's been a little study of it in, in the forage world. And so we've, last two or three years we we have studied it and along along with some biological products and uh, so yeah i'll be reporting on on two or three years of studies on, on you, those
0: you said one of the magical words in agriculture right now biological products what types of products yes. did you test
1: some bacterial and fungal products and some combinations there's a, a product called bio tango uh big company that's that's just starting up and and uh making a splash in that world and so we're testing theirs and then some other local got some local companies here in utah that developed some products that we're that we're also testing so
0: and then i see talking about cover crops in the corn silage and looking at temporal changes in soil salinity uh there's definitely parts of the west where salt is an issue right
1: Oh yeah, certainly. <laughs> it's it's a big issue in, in some areas. And so Sharon Venice will be long-term expert in in salinity management. Uh will be, will be sharing some of her her research on how to how to deal with salinity, how to improve conditions and improve improve forage production.
0: And then I see. An international flavor here, looking at uh, alfalfa forage systems in Pakistan. One of the things that I always try to keep on uh, keep on top of is that international situation, because we're not the only country in the world that grows alfalfa, lucerne. Uh, just back from Australia, they always poked fun at me about the way that I said lucerne. That international component is really important in keeping a keeping an eye on what other countries are doing and other production systems that have similarities to ours is tremendously beneficial.
1: Definitely. Yes. Yeah. We, last year that we held the Alpha Alpha world Congress and it was, it was amazing to have people from uh, several other countries come and talk about alfalfa production and learn from each other on how we can improve. So trying to continue some of those discussions and yeah, as you said, get, get perspectives from outside our
0: region Wonderful. And then it looks like we round out the day with some alternative forage options, optimizing alfalfa production, and looking at irrigation regimes and yield and quality and economic returns on alfalfa grass mixes. Just some really broad, great broad-spectrum content there to, to round out the conference.
1: And we can't cover it all, but we <laughs> and we try to, to get a diversity of topics and, and group them into sessions. We've uh, worked hard uh, not not just myself, I, I'll mention many others that this program is put together by uh, a few chairs and then a, a large group of professionals from all across the West who who help come up with topics and ideas, and many of them present. So it's a really a, a large team, regional effort to to put this together. Um, I I also will mention Nicole, uh, who who is the coordinator and really what puts all of this together without her it wouldn't happen. And so we greatly appreciate her and, and Dan Putnam is, has been the, the leader of this for, for a long time and just done an excellent job. And Dan is retiring or he's retired. And uh, so he's, he's trying to, to uh, pass the, pass the baton a little bit. I know he's still very involved this year in this, this meeting, but we're trying to learn from Dan and, and, keep this going in the future. And so just really appreciate him and Nicole and the the greater team for helping to put this together.
0: Let's take a break there and we'll get a word from our sponsor.
2: My name is Rob Flowers, live in Whitesboro, Texas. The 604R premium efficiency level is through the roof. Dependability and durability on the 604R has been outstanding. We've had zero chain issues, zero bearing issues. The camless pickup has been phenomenal. And at the end of the day, that gives me more time to go home and be with my family, prepare for the next day, get more done. Hear the full story at makinhay.com slash haykings.
0: Matt, thank you. And thank you for doing a partial introduction for Dr. Dan Putnam, truly one of the experts in all things forage related and has been for some time. Dan, could I get you to tell us a little bit about the history of the Western Alfalfa and Forge Symposium and maybe how it relates to some of the other events that go on in the in the West and in the world, really?
2: Sure. Uh, that, uh, actually, my predecessor here started a California Alfalfa Symposium back in 1971, which is, I believe, before many of you were, were born.
0: <laughs> Guilty.
2: That was uh, very successful. It was held mainly in the Central Valley of California. At that point, in fact, for decades, alfalfa was the number one crop in California. And so this was the annual gathering of the of the um, farmers and, and uh, industry members. And then over time, you know, we've decided to move it around quite a bit. We've uh, settled on going to resort areas. Oftentimes we'd go to... Um, uh monterey or or San Diego or places like that to uh, to move things around so that you know because so the West is a big uh, region and um, I think it was about six, uh, well more more like 10 years ago that we decided to join forces with our neighbors in Utah, New Mexico, um, Idaho, Washington State and really the 11 western states where alfalfa is is a key, if not the key, Crop in many of those regions, and and so this has been very rewarding because you know we tap into the expertise from different areas. Uh, we we uh, we try to uh, make sure that that we get perspectives from different areas. That uh, not all the knowledge is contained in one state, and and so we it's been very valuable from my point of view to to expand the the concept to um, uh, to multiple state types of. Uh. Now, I will say that we have 50 years of the California and the Western Alfalfa Symposium uh, presentations on a database and on a searchable database that is uh, highly available to anybody. Um, and so we have uh, all the talks from last year's uh, Alfalfa's uh, Congress, which was a world world alfalfa congress and it's all online and you can and we'll put everything online this year as well so i think this is going to be really helpful to people we're going to try to get it online as quickly as possible after the conference uh, this year but we do have everything on there from last year
0: that's wonderful now you mentioned the searchable database where can producers go to find this information
2: remember the url or google alfalfaucdavis.edu edu. Um, and that's, or California alfalfa usually comes up, but alfalfa symposium and, uh, usually has a good links to that. And, uh, we're still, we've actually just recently moved the, the website. So, uh, sometimes it doesn't come up right away, but we certainly will provide that, uh, to, to everybody. The, the actually URL is alfalfasymposium.edu. So, uh, and, the, and then all of the symposium, um, uh, Archives are there going back many years and you can search on like a subject area. Like, for example, you're talking about uh, steaming steamers earlier and and soil fertility uh, fertilizers. You could do a search on those keywords and find some actually really excellent presentations on these issues.
0: Oh, my. I just I was digging around as you were talking about this. And if you go to alfalfa.ucdavis.edu, alpha there's a nice pink bar right across the top that says, are you looking for Alfalfa Symposium Archives? And sure as I'm talking to you, you have all the archives listed back to 1971.
2: Yep. That was something that, uh, and one of the things uh, we've realized is, that, you know, even there's certainly scientific findings that are timely, you know, that uh, in real time we need to think about them. But, you know, some of the recommendations uh, that different states have had have been around for many, many years and we've had some excellent presentations by individuals that summarize those and, and it's it's really quite helpful.
0: Absolutely wonderful. I love to see all this uh, this, this giant repository of information just about forage crops. Alfalfa,
2: forage crops, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we have many different, you know, alternative forages, you know, teff, for example, or, or Sudan grass, uh, uh, corn silage, we've had some some efforts on corn silage over the past, and so there's alternative forages, grassy hays, um, you know, for anybody who is interested in forage crops, it's a, it's a nice resource. And there are videos there too, p- PowerPoints and videos, so you can uh, see Matt Yost's uh, presentation from several years ago, or other, other uh, uh, other present presenters.
0: Look forward to seeing everybody here again. We're talking about the 2023 Western Alfalfa and Forge Symposium held December 12th to the 14th at the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada. And again, if you go to alfalfa.ucdavis.edu, there is a way to view the program that we that Matt and I talked about just a little bit ago, and there's also a spot there to register as an attendee if you'd like to if you'd like to join.
2: And how how many exhibitors, Nicole, do you think will uh, will have there? Do you think on average we see fifty to sixty exhibiting companies? That's one of the things I I found to be quite valuable because you get lots of different private industry uh, perspectives. You know, seed companies, chemical companies, equipment manufacturers, equipment equipment people. And so it's a really great opportunity to, you know, for all things forages to to really concentrate in those uh, those issues.
0: Well, that is absolutely wonderful. Thank you both for coming and talking about this event, and I look forward to seeing you both there.
2: Thanks so much for doing this.
0: Yeah, John. absolutely.
2: I'm here. Thank you, John.
0: If you'd like to register for the symposium. The early bird rate comes to an end uh, September 28th. So be sure and register before then or, or after, but it is a little cheaper if you register before that. Come and join us at the conference.